Two brothers. When united, form the Disney Majors. Fighting the powers of evil with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli Hollingsworth. Hello everyone, I'm Eli Hollingsworth and I'm joined by my brother and co-host Jake Hollingsworth. And hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast and today is another Saturday. And so without further ado, let's just get straight into it. No more dilly-dallying, let's just get started. So, first thing right off the bat is we have a big... Marvel crisis on our hands. Well, not really crisis, but I mean, people are freaking out about it. I think more than they should, but yeah, because yeah. it could get resolved. Now, if you haven't heard, this is very big. So, in case you haven't, you aren't aware. Steve Ditko and Stan Lee are ones who create all these Marvel characters, such as Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. Well, Steve Ditko mainly created them, but then Stan Lee created all the other characters, like Iron Man, Black Widow, mainly all the Avengers. And so apparently their sons, their their heirs, the heirs of Stanley and Steve Ditko, have filed a lawsuit against Marvel and Disney, which which is this which is underneath a contract from 1976, I think, where they they think that they deserve the right. They're trying to terminate they're trying to terminate the rights for Spider-Man, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Black Widow, and, and the other Avengers characters, and because they want them back. Because of old contracts, they want them to be terminated, so that no one else can use them. Because because they believe that they're, they're that they are their father's properties, and that they they think they, they think they should have their characters back. Now this may but sound- Marvel, real quick, sorry, but uh, Marvel is suing them back, saying that, that Steve Ditko and Stanley created these characters as a work for hire. Yeah. So, so they're basically saying that they're basically their pro- more their pro- copyright, and that they should still have access to use them. And because of this, Disney is facing full loss of every single Marvel character that they own. And Sony might be facing the loss of Spider-Man as well. Yeah, so which... if they're successful, they will lose Spider-Man. And if this if Steve Ditko and Stanley's heirs are successful, the court sides with them, then they will lose the rights to Spider-Man and the other Avengers characters by June of 2023. Now this may sound, oh, oh no, the Marvel, the MCU's. We'll never see end. Spider-Man again. Well, um, People are overreacting when they say that because literally all this means is that the rights will be worked back to the heirs of Stanley and Steve Ditko, but they're not just going to say, hey, they're ours now and no one is going to use them. They're still going to let the MCU continue and they're still going to let Disney use their property. This is all just have to get a, Disney just have to write them a paycheck to pay them to use their characters. Yeah, all, all this means if they win this court case, which they might not even win because Disney is so powerful. And, and Disney, have... Disney has been facing this problem for a while because like the creators of Mickey Mouse and some of their Disney Princess movies have been, they face the same similar problem where the creators want the access, want the rights to those properties back. But Disney will just like change the contract stuff and give them a paycheck to get them to stop talking. Yeah. So this so this is nothing new. So you do you need to be worried? No, but you can. I mean, in fact, can... I'd rather this. Okay, now this this court case is probably the heirs of Stanley and Steve Ditko are probably not going to win this case because um, Disney's a mega. Let's Disney, all, we can all admit Disney's a mega corporate. Disney giant. is on top of the world right now. They have endless amount of money to do like whatever they want they're very influential very powerful company so there's a very slim chance that these heirs are even going to win this court case and i don't think that they're gonna let marvel slip the marvel characters slip through their fingers like this 
No. And and also, I don't think Sony's gonna want Spider-Man out of their hands either. Yeah, see, which That's I like mean, the only positive of this is like if they if the Lair Stanley and Steve Ditko do win, then Sony will lose Spider-Man. Yeah. That's like, the, but that's the positive end to it. But negative end is that Disney loses the Avengers characters. Yeah, but they, it's not they. It's not like Disney loses the Avengers characters. They will still have full control over them. All they have to do is just pay these people some money. Yeah. So. And besides, the Avengers are mostly gone. <laughs> so most of the characters they let's enough are dead anyway. Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow. Um, those those are like either retired or dead. Yeah, like all the Avengers are are most of them are done anyway. So. Um, like, it's not that big of a deal, and it's like, and people are, oh, they're gonna lose the rights But they the still wanna use those characters, this isn't good for me, it means like TV shows, games, basically com- comics, everything. Oh, that's right, yeah, mean. that's right. So, so they, I but mean- But they still wanna use those characters, even though they're dead in the movies. Yeah, but I mean, they're still characters. going to be able to. Disney, again, Disney has endless amount of money, so this is barely gonna put a dent in their piggy bank if they just pay these people some money to be able to use their characters and yeah. stuff. Like, so, it's not it's not that big of a... It's not like, oh, if, they lost the rights, now they can't ever use them again. If, you heard the, if you've heard this story and you're worried, don't be worried. Disney will find a way to, to bribe them off with some money, and then we'll continue the MC. Well, the MC will just keep doing what they're doing, and we'll still see Spider-Man. Either, either Disney... Either Disney's going to stop this thing before it even becomes a real thing and just pay them, hey, here goes, here's some money, stop bothering us. Either that'll happen, or if they, if these people win and they get the rights back to Marvel, all Disney will have to do is pay them some money. And I actually would, would kind of like this, like these people to win this case because it means that Marvel will have full ownership of Spider-Man again. So That's true. I'm surprised it doesn't say anything about Universal, the Hulk, and maybe. yeah, that's what I'm more surprised about. Like. I really wish that these people would would beat Disney on this, because then that means that Sony loses the rights to Spider-Man and Marvel gets full ownership of him again, which would be awesome. That would be great, yeah. And then Sony would kind of die. That means. Yeah, because literally Sony is clinging on to Spider-Man for dear life. Because as we said before on the podcast, I think that's the only thing that they make money off of. Like Jumanji, moderate success. Um, I'm talking about the new ones with The Rock the, and Kevin Hart. Welcome to the Jungle is better than Next Level. I know a lot of people liked Next Level. I really, I didn't really like it. Like Jumanji, kind of made it was it was a moderate success. They've had a like Hotel Transylvania. They're making a f- fifth fourth one, a fourth one. That's gonna be the fourth last Hotel one, Transylvania movie. Like they've had some moderate successes, but no big breakout, amazing stuff other than Spider-Man. So Spider-Man is the only thing. Spider-Man, I think, is really the only reason that Sony is still around, and there's still there's always rumors that Sony's going to sell them off or sell off their company. And Disney might be, and apparently Disney's looking into buying, was looking into buying Sony at one point, and they still are. Yeah. The, because they want Spider-Man, that's all they want. So, Sony is clinging on to Spider-Man for dear life, so I would just love it if, if these people would win this case, and Sony lose the rights to Spider-Man, finally, and we can get them back to Marvel, um... And I just really wish that would happen. It seems like but... almost every, it seems like every two or three years there's always a crisis involving Spider-Man's rights. Yeah. Uh, what was the What was the, the crisis of? I guess the, when they went, when they failed to make a new deal back in 2019. No, I mean before that. Um, I don't think there really was one. Well, kind of. Well, I mean, I guess there's always a debacle, like when he first got put into the MCU. Yeah, I guess. But that's what. But anyway, just don't be worried. Just don't be worried. Just hold. Don't hold. Don't hold your breath about this. But I'm pretty sure that we'll be able to see that these characters will not be 
So don't worry, Dizzy will find a way to ride these guys off. And so don't, so you don't need to worry. So with that, with that further ado, let's keep moving. The other big thing that came out this this past week, the same day that that news drops, was the fact that there was the casting update for the Super Mario movie being made by Nintendo and Illumination. Yep. Which, if you haven't, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but Illumination has been said to be working on a animated Mario movie. For a while now, a few months, uh, maybe even a year. Or two. And Nintendo is very directly involved with this as well, so it's so, a collaboration. And they finally announced their casting update for it yesterday. Yeah, it was just uh, no, yeah, two days ago. Two days ago, they they announced the casting for the Super Mario Bros. movie, and I know which Eli is and... a big step and a huge deal for Mario fans because the last Mario movie that we got was the Super Mario Bros. live-action movie from, well, uh, 90s, early 2000s? 80s, 90s, not early 2000s, no. 80s, it was like 80s, 80s 90s, 90s time, that time frame. Which was a huge flop, and so they haven't done a Mario movie since. And now they're trying again, but it's animated, so it's probably going to be better. Yeah. And now, and or who they so cast as we, Mario? Or so we thought. We thought, oh, it's animated. They can get this, the original voice for voices from the games. Just bring them to the movie. Because, I mean, the voice of Mario and Luigi and I believe Waluigi and Wario, I think he does all four of those guys. He's still alive. Like, the voice of Mario and Luigi and Waluigi and Wario is still alive. So it's like, why don't you just go ahead and use him? All the other voices are fine. You know, you can replace them. It's not that hard to find a replacement. They have found many replacements before for the games. All they do is just make little noises, um, which in the movie they're probably going to talk more. And they announce the casting, and what and do they Chris do? Chris Pratt is Mario. Yes, that's the, the. So as soon as you announce Mario movie, who's playing Mario? If it's not going to be the original voice, Chris Pratt. And um, here, let me just. I hold on. I don't have the. Uh, new here. Let me just pull up the rest of the cast here because you are not going to believe this new cast that they came out with um, If you're a huge Mario fan, so let's see we have uh, that's the that's the this, that's not real uh, That was for the other movie. All right, let's see here. So so we see. have Chris Pratt as Mario Which I actually am looking forward Chris, to that. Let's see. We have Chris Pratt as Mario Chris Pratt, no, wait, wait, so we have uh, Charlie Day as Luigi which I've heard some people say that should be switched around. Really? Yeah, I've heard. Okay, so and we then, have. Okay, so recap. Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt as, as Mario, Mario, which I think is good. Charlie Day as Luigi. Anna Taylor Joy and as Anya. Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach. Jack Black as Bowser, which is actually really good. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Keegan Michael Key as Toad. Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Kevin Michael Richardson as K-Mick. Oh, Kevin Michael Richardson, an actual voice actor. Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike. Okay, so there you have it. Most of you probably recognized every single name on that casting, and you want to know why? Because they're all just ace-list celebrities. A and B-list, I would say. Chris Pratt, Charlie Day, Anya Taylor-Joy, which we haven't really heard of, but I think she's pretty popular, Jack Black, Seth Rogen, Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Armisen, I don't know how to Kevin that. Michael Richardson. Kevin, there's one actual voice actor in this cast. I'm happy to hear that. Kevin Michael Richardson. Okay, he's a he's. I do like his uh, performances. He's a he's a pretty great voice actor. I do like his work. So that's that makes me happy to hear that because I was worried he's just gonna be all A-list celebrities, but he's an actual voice actor. So that makes sense. Like I mean, come on, this is 
really disappointing and just another example of just Hollywood just cramming in celebrities for the sole purpose of selling tickets. But what got me um, interesting is that I saw some post about Chris Pratt announcing it and how he said he's really happy. How he said that he's been wanting to do this since he was a kid because he used to play the games all the time. He wanted to do this. He said that um, he, he was imitating it in his normal voice. He said, that's not the voice. We've been working on it. So I think... I think I have faith that Chris Pratt will be able to do an Italian Mario. What he said was that he would actually play the original Mario games, and then he, um, what he did was he would like steal a quarter from the wishing well, and then he's like, "This is a dream come true." So I guess I stole somebody else's wish to be the voice of Mario. Because <laughs> he would use. Because I saw that post before you saw oh, it. Yeah. Like I saw it as soon as he posted it. So. And he said that. So that's such a, he said they're working on the voice, and so I guess he's probably doing. Yeah, I found that slightly interesting when I saw him. He was like, I didn't see him in person. <laughs> when I saw that post, I didn't. He's like, like it's a me, Mario. That's not the actual voice. We've been working really hard on the voice. Um, and he seems very passionate about doing this because he. Cause it seems like he's been playing the Mario games for a while. Well, I mean, it's, like it's Mario's just popular. Game. Anyone who's anyone's gonna say, hey, I like Mario. But it's also I mean, nothing against Chris Pratt. I do think he's, I do love he's, Chris he's kinda irritating as Star-Lord in the MCU. I don't really like him that much in the MCU. I like him as Star-Lord. Um, I think he's better when he does voice acting. Like, Barley from Onward was pretty good. Um, Emmett from the Lego movie was he pretty was good hilarious. as well. Um, that's probably more Phil Lord and Chris Miller's stuff. Um, but I do think that he is better when he does voice acting. So maybe, who knows? Maybe he'll be he'll surprise me and he'll be great as Mario um, in uh, the Mario movie. But the other thing is that this movie comes out in 2022, the same year that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes yeah, out. So this should be a very interesting box that? office bet. I said so. It said this comes out this like December 21st, 2022. So. When does Sonic the Hedgehog come out? April, some I think April eighth of two thousand. No, oh, no. So they don't April even, something of twenty twenty two. They don't even come out around the same time. I think that was clever. They're like, let's make it come out as far as away as possible from the Sonic movie as possible. Yeah, because I think people are more be more excited for Sonic possibly. Yeah, well, because I mean, this first Sonic movie is already, for some reason, it's the third. Um, highest. I think well, it's the highest rating movie. It's the third highest rating video game movie of all time. For some reason, the highest-rated animated movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is, a video game? is yeah, video game. The highest-rated video game movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is um, Angry Birds 2, which what? I highly no. disagree with. That's I'm like, how does that have the highest score on no. Rotten Tomatoes? The first one was better. Uh, yeah, the first one was better, and even then, the first one wasn't even the most amazing thing ever. Uh, I'd the say, first one was okay. I'd say Sonic the Hedgehog is probably better than the Angry Birds movie. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is way better. Um... And so people are people really loved the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, so people are obviously very excited for that. Um, I don't know. I feel, I feel like the internet is quite mixed. I feel like some people are excited for it, uh, the Mario movie with the new casting, and some people are not as excited. Um, I feel like Twitter some people, is losing their minds because yeah. Chris Pratt. Because <laughs> for some reason Twitter doesn't like Chris Pratt, um, so Twitter doesn't like isn't excited for it. Um, I feel like some people are on the same, have the same opinion that I do where I'm like, it just seems like Hollywood just casting celebrities, just cast celebrities. Like, I mean, most of these people are comedians. Like, Chris Pratt is supposedly a comedian, which I don't know if I agree with. Uh, Jack Black is, is, is a That should comedian. be good. Seth Rogen is a comedian. Keegan-Michael Key is... Uh, Kevin-Michael Richardson is pretty funny if you watch his work. Charlie Day might be. I don't know too much about Charlie Day. Anya Taylor-Joy, I don't know. Uh, seems like she might be like a, a 
a strong independent version of Princess Peach. That's what it seemed like with, from what they said in the like Nintendo Direct or whatever live stream this was for Nintendo where they shared this. They hinted at her probably being a little bit more independent than just the damsel in this dress that Peach usually is in the games. Like she gets captured by the villain and then she's like, oh Mario, save me. And then Mario climbs the tower and beats Bowser or saves her or whatever. Um, I think I always used to think it was Browser, I think, for the longest time until I heard people saying Bowser and I was like, I used to think it was Bowser, I think. Bowser? Not even though. I don't know what it was. I forget, but I remember we used to think that it was something else besides Bowser for the longest time. Anyway, um, let's. I will put a as well as a poll for do you like uh, Robin Hood for our poll today. Also put in the Q and A section if you're listening on Spotify. That is um, your thoughts on the Mario movie because you can go if you go to Spotify down go down below and you can type reply and you can type your own little uh, comment on what you think of the um, Mario casting. So if you go do that, then. Um, will be happy so that's what you get anyway um <laughs> speaking of video games jake and i have something new that we would like to share on the podcast today so today jake and i went to the beach and um we started talking about possible ideas for a justice league video game because nobody has ever made one before they um, tried making one but, they, but that didn't really pan out that so way. i just was on the spot like oh what about this this, this? And so i kind of made up a justice league game so, because we talked about how many levels are in Marvel Spider-Man, which is the one of the most famous video games of the past, like, five years. If you haven't heard about it, Marvel Spider-Man, the PS4 exclusive Spider-Man game that is, like, the highest selling Marvel PS4 video game. PS4 exclusive. Yeah, of all time. So, um, if you haven't heard about that, then I don't know. Um, so, I was, I asked Jake, how many levels does that have? He said it has 35. Um, and so I started going through and tossing around ideas for what each level would be in this Justice League game. Um, and so I just wrote it all down, and I didn't make it past level 20. <laughs> but um, I did get the first 20 levels down packed. And I came up in my mi- with, with, in my mind, a general story structure and uh, kind of a three-act story um, that would be in these 30... I trimmed it down to 30 levels. I can't come up with... 35 that's too much yeah from at least for my little brain right now as it stands just thinking about it on the spot well, we will see- probably come out with soon um a youtube video explaining this more in depth as well as like probably some gameplay for the characters all of our stuff all this the all cast of our, for who would voice all of our pitches yeah all of our pitches for like, which iterations of the characters they would be and who would voice them yeah for uh whatever this justice league video game would be so this is our pitch but as of now all I'm going to tell you is just the general story structure of this um, Justice League game. And also, I did something similar to this on the Xbox podcast where I pitched my my own idea for an X-Men video game. So I'm curious to see how, how you think when it comes to pitching your idea for a video game story. Because I already did a pitch for... A well, X-Men you already game. heard. I just told you. At the yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, long story short, my pitch for the X-Men game would be... It would be it would be similar to Avengers except just changing a certain details. Yeah. Like, for example, no life service, no gear, and they can get free roam. That's my basic pitch for the so, game. So, start game. off this but, game is obviously this is the best form of a game for the superhero media. Is a triple A, three person, three person, third, third person, person. story driven game. Um, 
Obviously, this is what Marvel's Spider-Man is. That's what the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy game is, which is coming out in less than a month. That's what Miles Morales game did. Yes, so this, this, is, obviously the, this is obviously the best format to use when you're making a superhero game. Um, because that I said Marvel Super game, Hero game like five seconds ago. That's not right. Um, a superhero game in general, not just for Marvel, because obviously this is a DC, DC game. game yeah. um, so the general story is very similar to if you've seen the uh, Justice League TV show, animated TV show, which you have. If you haven't, then it's very good. It you is go very good. It. I might rewatch it soon. Um, that origin, the first two episodes of that show, three, three episodes of that show are. Um, basically the origin story of the Justice League and it's very similar to this except this is not as much of an origin story of the Justice League um, this is more of the Justice League is already established um, so it's basically like an alien invasion type thing well not so the basic story of this Justice League game would be Lex Luthor uh, contacts some aliens an alien race don't know which alien race because um, I don't know too many DC alien races. I don't study DC as much as Marvel, so yeah, um, I don't know any DC alien. We're more races, Marvel people. But just a generic, you know, any any DC race of aliens that would be out there. I probably I could just Google one and pick one and oh, this sounds good. Um, because the reason we got started with this, Jake was Jake and I were talking about how a Justice League game is impossible, is really hard to do because. Um, the thing with DC that makes it different from Marvel is Marvel's approach to these characters is more like making them more like relatable, where you can relate more characters, yeah. making them more human. Whereas DC goes into the idea of like gods among us, like all their heroes yeah. are like basically gods. All of these, all of these people, like Superman has one tiny little weakness. It's not too tiny, but I mean, of course, it's small. G. He only has one weakness. Wonder Woman, uh, I don't know what her weakness is. In the comics, her weakness is being handcuffed by a man. Although that might be pretty controversial nowadays. Um, if, if, what? The, yeah, look it up. Wonder Woman's one weakness is from the comics, at least the old comics. But is, you can drop that. I think I think people ignore yeah. that. So, you can just drop so that. what I thought of was at first I thought um, at first I was like, well, what if Lex Luthor creates these like kryptonite robot enhanced people or something? Uh, but then that's only Superman's weakness. So. Kryptonite wouldn't do anything to Wonder Woman, who is who is like a goddess from the mascara. Like she, uh, Kryptonite, who cares? It's not my weakness. Um, and then I thought of uh, henchmen. This is this wasn't real. This was just a joke. But men that have the power to handcuff immediately as soon as they see her, <laughs> then she would handcuff her, and then she'd be weakened. Um, and it doesn't really encompass any of the other heroes. Uh, I couldn't think of anything, so I just thought of well, what about? First, I thought of. What about uh, Lex Luthor like manufactures Kryptonians or something like fake Kryptonians, um, like kind of what you saw in Batman v Superman where he creates Doomsday? I thought of that. What if he does something like that? So like they're extra powerful, so it would it wouldn't it would be believable if you couldn't take them down instantly with Superman. Um, but because obviously when you're around the city or like doing a level or something, you need henchmen like swarms of of a certain type of enemy in order to, to fight. Yeah, because that's what makes the game interesting. Uh, so we need people like this to where it's believable that you don't take them out instantly. And then I thought of, well, what about aliens? Because of the Kryptonian thing. So just aliens. That's that's believable. Aliens, you know, we don't it, very know very much about them. They could be anything. So because aliens, well, aliens don't exist, but that's like the one problem. Yeah. So in um, our real world. But Jake, neither does Superman or Wonder Woman or the Flash. No, I know. Or these mega superpowers. That's why I said our real world. So in this universe where nothing, where these people don't exist, we can make other things that don't exist. So aliens, you know, they can make them like super powerful. So it's believable that when you're fighting them, you don't take them out instantly. Um, so 
that's what um, the henchmen are, is this alien invasion. So the story is Lex Luthor contacts aliens to come to Earth to try and take out the Justice League. Um, and he kind of has a plan B to if these aliens don't work and if the Justice League defeats them, which is the Legion of Doom. Which or is, Injustice League. Which is the, yeah, Injustice League, whatever you want to call it, which is the third act of this game. So the first act is getting introduced to the characters and getting used to the characters' playstyle. Um, what the characters will do in this game, you could switch between the characters in this game, depending on, well, no, actually, there's, so there's certain heroes for every level, there's a, di there's, I tried to make it to where there's a different heroes, set of hero every level, there's usually a pair, or like three or four heroes for every level, um, because, just to mix it up, but you can switch between the two characters, or three, that you're given, in any given level. Yeah, they, the game selects the characters, like, for the missions. Like, the game selects the characters. What's well, select selected characters for you, and you can switch between them. And then after you're done with the story, you can freely switch between characters whenever you want. Um, so, the f anyway, so that's the story. So, uh, first act is introducing the Justice League, and then uh, Martian Manhunter comes in, who's a big part of the story because he warns the Justice League about these oncoming aliens. Um, so then the Justice League uh, is a little bit skeptical at first, but then the aliens come, and so that's act two is the fighting about the aliens, fighting the aliens, and then uh, Act 3 is the Injustice League, or the Legion of Doom, whatever you want to call it, fighting them. Um, so, the first level, let's start with the first level. I only have the first 20, so I'll give you the first 20 levels and explain them to you. Uh, the first level is Superman's introduction. So we'll do the origin story of Superman when his Krypton's being destroyed, and then he's sent in a pod as a baby to Earth, and then you kind of get a little montage of his growing up in uh, Smallsville and and all that. And uh, the first level is getting used to Superman's uh, power set. So this is kind of the origin story of Superman. So let's say uh, probably it's going to be a little scene in Smallsville where something is happening. Well, no, probably not. Because if he uses his powers in Smallville, that'd probably be bad. So let's say Metropolis. Okay, Superman's already a well-established hero at this point after the little montage at the beginning of his um, origin story. So now Superman's a well-established hero, and uh, the first level is him, I don't know, doing something. He's fighting someone, doing something. I haven't exactly worked out all the details, I'm sorry. Um, and so he's fighting someone, and uh, this is just to get you introduced to Superman's powers. This is what the, the purpose of this level is, to get you introduced to Superman, get used to his playstyle, um, get, get acquainted with all of his abilities and such. Um, and so that's what that level is. And then level two, there is a time jump to when the Justice League is fully established. Everyone has been brought together. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Aquaman. Um, they've all been brought together and they're all assembled as the Justice League. Um, and they've been fighting crime for a while. Um, and so we, we maybe a little montage of time jump through that. So the Justice League is established now. The Justice League is a full-on team. They have their Hall of Justice and the Watchtower. Yes, exactly. So Which you can switch, with, which you can travel to. So, rumors have been sprouting of Lex Luthor maybe contacting extraterrestrial beings. So, um, the Justice League needs to investigate to make sure and see, okay, is this a real threat to us? What does this mean for Metropolis or the world even, or, or the Justice League specifically? Um, and so, how would they investigate such rumors like this with the detective on the team, aka Batman? So, uh, Batman has voice to... Voiced by Kevin Conroy. That's the only voice yes, we have. the only voice... The only two voices, actually, that we have. Actually, three. The only three voices that we have that set down packed because they're just essential, essentials is uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman, Mark, Mark Hamill as Joker, Joker, 
And then I just thought of Clancy Brown has to be Lex Luthor because I just think he's amazing as Lex Luthor. He's the rest great. of the, the rest of the others will go over in the video that will be yeah. companion to this. So Batman sneaks has to sneak into LexCorp, maybe take out a few guards, sneak through some ventilation saps, whatever. Something interesting and cool. Um, sneak through all of that stuff, and then he hears Lex Luthor is contacting an extraterrestrial being to take out the Justice League. And so he hears that, and then he reports back to Justice like, oh no, what are we gonna do? Everyone's so worried, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, we need to rally the troops. We need to get some help um, to help stop this alien invasion. And so Superman, and not Superman specifically, but the Justice League, I guess, sends Wonder Woman to Themyscira to go rally the troops from there, get all of these woman warriors, because we all know that women are the strongest beings on the planet. That's not true, but that's how they're portrayed in movies nowadays and stuff, so whatever. Um, that's not the reason she was sent here, but <laughs> Wonder Woman goes to get the Themyscirans to say, hey, we need an army or whatever to go fight this alien. These aliens, not just one. <laughs> ah, I found this alien. Is it impressive? Wow, that's easy. Um, So she goes to get help from the Themyscirans, and when she gets there, the Themyscira is attacked by the cheetah. And so Wonder Woman has to fight the cheetah. To go you, with the new movie. You, as the player, have to uh, fight the cheetah and take out cheetah. Um, and then Cheetah is taken away at the end, uh, supposedly to prison, but we see that she's being taken away in a LexCorp truck. Now that's important. So, uh... Or LexCorp plane, because Cemetery is an island, so all right, that's so, so the Themyscirians are on board, I guess. I, I haven't worked out exactly where the Themyscirians end up. <laughs> Just that Wonder Woman goes to ask for help. But they'll probably show up. Um, and then level four is the Flash versus yeah. Captain Cold. This is the Flash level of the game. So, why does Flash go to fight Captain Cold? I don't know why it's relevant to the well, story. Well, if they're trying to rally help, he could go to people that he knows in Central City. I guess, okay, He so could go to Wally West Kid Flash, and he could go to J the Jay Garrick Flash, who was the, who was the Flash before him. Yeah, and so they're like, no, sorry. And so, I guess he can go to Captain Cold to ask for help. Don't know why he would do that, but... No, why would Captain Cold? Uh, oh. Captain Cold would have to be the one ambushed, yeah, I guess. Oh, ambushed. I don't know. I feel like there's too much ambushing going on. I guess you could say, so Flash and Captain Cold are kind of friends, maybe. So um, so he goes to ask Captain Cold for, like, relatively-ish friends. Like, and we can do something interesting where, like, Captain Cold implies that he knows who the Flash is. We'll go over the identity of which, of which specific Flash this is. Like, the main Justice League Flash. We'll go over which specific Flash this is in the video. Mm -hmm. But you, you, I bet you guys can guess which one it will be. But... Captain, we can, you can imply that Captain Cold knows who the Flash is, but you don't say it. You can imply yes. things. Yeah, so the Flash versus Captain Cold. You fight Captain Cold in this level. Um, probably something to do with eyes. You know, Captain Cold freezes you or something. Um, just having fun with the Flash because the Flash is a very fun character yes. to adapt to um, video game form because of his super speed. And so the Flash fights Captain Cold. And if his freeze gun hits you, then you lose your speed for a limited time. Yes, so you fight Captain Cold, and then Captain Hold, Captain Hold, Captain Cold, sorry, is, is seemingly taken away to prison as well, but it's taken away in LexCorp, blah, blah, blah. Some of you might guess where this is going. Um, next is Aquaman. So Aquaman goes to Atlantis, for whatever reason. To get the Atlanteans, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah, to get the Atlanteans help. And then it turns out... <coughs> Sorry. The Ocean Master. To, to go and set, to, to go and, to get I'd say Black Manta. Movies. I don't want to do... No. I said Ocean Master. I didn't say Black Manta. No, I want to do Black Manta. Oh, okay. Because he's better. Because um, <laughs> nobody really knows who Ocean Master is. 
Except for a hardcore fans. The general public does not know who Ocean Master is. Aquaman movie. I guess, well, I mean, yeah, I guess who cares. Anyway, um, so Aquaman goes to, to Atlantis, and he finds that Atlantis is currently under the control of Black Manta because Aquaman has been away for so long. I'm tired of ambushing. It feels repetitive. Um, <laughs> the hero goes to go to get help from someone, and then he gets ambushed. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so he goes, and he finds Black Manta is there sitting on the throne. is like, Aquaman. And then... Um, and then they they face off. You fight Black Manta. That would be a cool level because it's underwater. Um, yeah. Maybe be, in a throne room or something. So it'd be you fight hard, but it'd be good. And then you do it. So then um, next is Green Lantern. Now, what Green Lantern would this be? Um, I'd say maybe. Um, I feel like Hal Jordan hasn't gotten very much praise lately. I feel like he's kind of ever since the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie that flopped. I feel like he hasn't really gotten very much love, so... Yeah. I'd say Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. But you can still have Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, show up in it. Yeah, you could have... Maybe as, like, DLC or something, which we'll get into later. Also, which Flash would this be? Um, this is Barry Allen Flash. Yes. So, Green Lantern... Um... Go with all the classic iterations of these characters. I guess he goes to Oa, which is his home world, if you didn't know. He's going to help with the lanterns. Not his home world. He's, his home world is Earth. But, like, the Green Lantern core's world that they're stationed on is Oa. So I guess he'd go to Oa for some reason. And then... To get the lanterns. Maybe fight Celeste... Sin- Sinestro. Celestro? Sinestro. Probably fight Sinestro. Alright, so that's the Justice League. This is you... You've gotten introduced to the Justice League's play style of, you know, how to play as Green Lantern, how to play as Wonder Woman, how to play as The Flash, how to play as Batman, how to play as Superman, and how to play as Aquaman. Uh, now you're acquainted with them. And so now level 7 is um, gathering parts. Now, that's pretty boring, isn't it? There's always a few levels in the game that are as fun. So, Spider-Man had some game, had some levels that were pretty boring. So, so since we're not professional but, developers and this is all on the spot, we this can is call off an amateur later. pitch. This is, this is, um, this section right here, level seven, eight, and nine, are kind of a little blurry spot in my little plan here because I couldn't really figure out because I knew that we couldn't get the aliens until level 10 because that's the second act is 10 through 20 is fighting aliens. Um, so this area right here is a little bit of a blurry area. I'm like, eh, don't know exactly what to do here. So level seven is gathering parts for a big machine that Batman wants to build to scan for aliens uh, coming from outer so space. Ready. So that's what this level is. You're going around the city because this is an open world game because I don't understand why you would make a game that's not open world. Yeah. Um, because those ga- the open world games are amazing and they're so awesome. And so, the map, just the map would be kind of similar to Need for Speed Rivals, to where you can travel different points across this big open map. Yeah. And the cities you can go to, of course, is Metropolis, Gotham City, Coast City, home of Green Lantern, Central City, home of the Flash, Atlantis, and then Themyscira, the island. And um, then s- I would say it might. I was thinking just, just Metropolis. Well, I guess that will work. Because, I mean, you already have, like, all these heroes that you have to do their play styles for. You already have, yeah. like, to do massive open worlds for, like, all of these heroes, places that they come from. I guess it's just have to be a It would be a whole right. lot of work. I don't know. Maybe it could work on these next-gen consoles, but that would be cool. But to make them, like, big and actually feel open, like, you would only have to do, like, Metropolis, in, in my opinion. Just to make it, like, more doable. Yeah, um, I, I guess you could see So, it. level 7 is gathering parts. For this machine that Batman wants to build to scan for extraterrestrial life, I guess level eight would be building the machine. Although that's boring, it sounds repetitive, and it's like a continuation of level seven. So those two could be. I don't know what exactly what happened here. All I know is 
Level 9, Martian Manhunter comes in and is trying to warn the Justice League of extraterrestrial life, but Martian Manhunter, being a Martian, um... The League sees him as a threat. They don't fully trust Martian Manhunter. So, for level 9, what you would do is you would fight Martian Manhunter at first, because, um, the Justice League obviously doesn't trust him, because he's an extraterrestrial himself, and so he becomes oh no, alien life is coming, then it's like, well, uh, that's like if a fat dude came in and said, oh no, the, uh... The, the out-of-shape people are ruining the world, and you're like, uh, who? So, they don't really trust Martian Manhunter. That was a terrible example, by the way, but they don't really trust Martian Manhunter, so you fight him. And then level 10, I guess, would be scanning the atmosphere for aliens. I don't know, okay? This area is a little bit blurry. Laggy. Okay. Not laggy. Laggy. Not, well, like, it was like a drought, I guess you Yeah, say. so this, this That's part, this area right here is a little bit gray. Um, after the intro, after the... It's just characters. You can admit it's a little bit great. But after level 10, obviously, it gets better from here. So now we have, now we're back on track. I know what's happening here. So, level 11, okay, so level 10, after that, you, the Justice League realizes, oh no, the aliens are here. We must stop them. So level 11 is going around the city and fighting different groups of aliens that are terrorizing the people of, of Metropolis. Uh, so level 12 is, I figured, would be an unlock for a feature that you can do after you've completed the story for 100% completion is going around and finding these alien eggs that they've placed in certain places and, and uh, stopping these alien eggs. Sometimes they'll hatch, I guess, and you have to fight little baby aliens or something. Um, so the level 13, 13 and 14 are a set of events where um, the team has to split up. Batman, Wonder Woman, and Flash have to go stop Reverse Flash, who is terrorizing the city because and exploiting the, the alien invasion as a way to continue terrorizing people. And I, and I have, already have a perfect casting for Reverse Flash, I'm going to say on the video. Um, and then level 14 is Superman, Green Lantern, and Aquaman have to go stop something else that's happening. I don't exactly know what yet. But they're off to go, or maybe fight aliens, I don't know. Uh, so they have to go stop something else. So in level 15, there's an emergency um, transmission that civilians are being trapped in a, in a building and the and the aliens are attacking it so Batman and Wonder Woman have to go save these civilians and there's some nice little funny moments there between Batman and, and Wonder Woman's maybe romance that could be forming between them um so there's that level and then level 16 is Green Lantern and Flash are buddies right so I thought yeah they're um, best friends Jake was like oh yeah Green Lantern and Flash are best friends and so I thought, this true? well, what if um, Green Lantern and Flash's favorite diner that they love to go to and eat and hang out um, is under attack by aliens? So they go off and try to stop these aliens from attacking their, their diner that they love so much. Um, <laughs> this is actually kind of a, which is kind of a funny level, but it kind of works. So and so there's like the manager or something is so mad at them because the Flash, he he's super speed, so he has to eat a lot, like a ton. So like he gets mad at the Flash for eating all of his food, and so like they're trying to save him, and he's getting mad at them. And they're like, dude, we're trying to save you. Um, so just kind of funny stuff like that. Um, then level 17 is Aquaman and Wonder Woman have to go back to Atlantis to stop the aliens from terrorizing Atlantis. Um, that's, that would be a bit of a fun level. Um, then we have level 18, um, is Superman and Batman are back at HQ, and then, uh, it gets attacked by the Joker, who has somehow gotten his hands on, like, this, this kryptonite weapon that he found from Lex Luthor, and so, like... That's kind of a cool thing. Like you can have Superman be weakened, and then we originally, we, I originally, we originally were gonna do Deathstroke for this idea, but we decided that um, Superman would be a little OP for Deathstroke, but Batman could well, yeah. Deathstroke would be difficult for Batman, but Superman 
they'll easily be able to take him down. So we decided that Joker would be better. Yeah, so I said it would make more sense if Joker somehow found like a, a kryptonite weapon or something that he uses against Superman to weaken him. Um, so then we do level 19. The superheroes realize that they can take down the aliens by doing this thing. So they go to this alien base. So these certain alien bases are scattered around the map. And this is another thing where you can do for 100% completion is that you don't do you do one of these bases and then you can unlock you un and then you unlock a bunch of other bases throughout Metropolis yeah. from this and you don't and you don't have to complete them yet and this is part of 100% completion of the game is that you can go in it to these alien bases and take uh, out collectibles and stuff yeah like that. that kind of stuff and after also, the main story and it also can be like some side missions for like each individual character like yeah and there's obviously going stuff. to be like side missions around the city. Uh, so there's that, and then level 20 is you go into the the I guess a main alien mothership or something, yes. and you fight the the big head honcho alien who lets Luthor contact it to come and take over Metropolis, and uh, then you beat the alien, and so the aliens are kind of done now. It's kind of like um, the Phantom Menace where they destroy the one ship, and then all the battle droids are taken out somehow. And also the Avengers too. Avengers are taken out? No, like oh. the Avengers movie when they oh. take out the Chitauri ship. All oh, yeah, yeah, right. We're done. So, conveniently, they take out the alien or something, and then all of the other aliens are taken out. And then Lex Luthor reveals his big plan that he's been planning for a while is that he's been gathering up all the Justice League's villains and putting them together to form the Legion of Doom. So now, for levels 21 through 30, it's going to be other, doing other various things, maybe around the city or something. Um, and then the big level 30 finale is you will unlock Martian Manhunter too because you if you notice you haven't had a level where you played as Martian Manhunter this whole time even though he's been there probably sending out the heroes on different missions or stuff or helping them out um, so then uh, from 21 to 30 is Legion of Doom stuff and then the big finale all the heroes are together for a big battle against the Legion of Doom um, so that's what that is. I haven't exactly worked out everything that's going to happen in levels in, 21 through 30. Probably um, some individuals between some characters before yeah. they all go, go together. Yes. So, um, that's that's our pitch for a uh, Justice League game. Just the basic story. We don't even have a title for this game either. Yeah, this game doesn't even have a title. We haven't even talked about gameplay, mechanics, how that would work. We haven't even talked about voices or... or Except even, for three. Three yeah, three characters have voices. Three voices. Haven't even talked about all of the levels yet. Just talked about story. Um, so, but that's the, that's the basic start to this pitch. And we'll again, we're gonna probably post a video on the. I don't know. We might post it on Hollingsworth Gaming. That might be better because there's a bigger audience for that channel. Yeah. Probably we're going to post it on our channel Hollingsworth Gaming. If you want to go check that out. So we're probably going to and we'll probably tell you if we do make it and and uh we'll probably tell you when it comes out um so go ahead and uh be, be on the lookout for that i guess and uh watch that so we'll do a full in-depth explanation of of our pitch for a justice league game so that's our pitch for a justice league game so far uh what we think would be good in our opinion for a a good justice league game um so uh, yeah, that is our main topic for today, and now we're going to move into talking about the fox and the hound. So we'll see you. I think you mean Robin Hood. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to move into talking about Robin Hood, and we'll see you there. Alright, yeah, see ya. Alright, we are back, and we are ready to talk about Robin Hood. So, Robin um, Hood. yeah, we kind of went for a pretty long time on the Justice League video game, slash Mario News, slash 
the Marvel debacle. So uh, we don't have much to say about Robin Hood anyway, but this will be a shorter segment. So I'm sorry if you're near near Robin Hood. We wanted to hear all about Robin Hood. Um, but this will be a little bit shorter because we want to keep the runtime um, of these podcast episodes accessible to everyone. So people might not want to listen to something so, that's two hours long. But give us a behind the scenes nugget. Anyway, behind the scenes nugget for today oh, is that um, whew, that was tiring. Um, our behind the scenes nugget for today is that originally there was a deleted little plot line point. Where uh, Prince John would send a uh, would send a love letter to both Maid Marian and Robin Hood for them to meet at the certain tree at nine o'clock for um, a a trap that he would set. So he would he would sign he would send two love letters and then he would he would have them you know, meet under this tree at nine o'clock p.m. and then he'd spring out and and uh, and shoot an arrow or an assassin would kill Robin Hood. So. Um, you may be wondering, huh? How did this? Um, okay, so so that's cool. But then, how did how did this actually go down? Did Robin Hood get killed? And the answer to that is, I do not know. They we actually do not know how this story point would have been finished. It actually was not finished. So all the all it was was just the concept of this um, of this trap that Prince John would set, and then uh, they never followed through on it and just. Kind of, it was scrapped, so we didn't ever get to see the end of it. So, that's the basic idea of what this story plot would be. Uh, Prince John sets a trap for Robin Hood and made well for Robin Hood, um, and then it probably would not have worked because he's going to kill Robin Hood. So obviously we can't have that. Um, so you yeah. can you can make a basic guess on how the story plot would go. Um, but yeah, that's our behind the scenes nugget for today. Um, and thoughts on Robin Hood. So, yeah. Jake, you mentioned that you do not like Robin Hood. Never said they didn't like it, but... But you said you thought it was the most terrible movie ever, didn't you? I never said that. You said, you said that you ultimately despised it with every fiber in your being, didn't you? That, those are your words, not mine. I never you said, said that, that you wish that it never would have been invented. Quit putting words in my mouth <laughs> I didn't say. I'm um, just kidding. Okay, now just keep in mind I did not say those things. I... It's not that I despise it. It's just that I just think it's just kind of, eh. Because this era, this like this point of Disney, isn't really my favorite. I'm just gonna say it's better than the package era, definitely. But it's not better than any like the top notch eras, like the Renaissance and the other some of the other eras. This isn't, this one isn't as top notch, I would say. I mean, it's not one of my favorites, but I do really enjoy it. I do think it's um, the- it's it's definitely um. I, I do like it. it I, I, I enjoy it. I, I get enjoyment out of it. I just... My I big don't, problem with it, I just don't like how they're animals. Just like... I don't like how they made them animals. I would have preferred it... Just an art, it was just an artistic choice. Just like a way to make it a little bit different. Yeah, I know. But I would I I much prefer that these characters were humans as opposed to being animals. Because I prefer the... When it comes to Disney, I prefer the human movies as opposed to the animal movies. I'll, yeah... I mean, animal movies are good. There's a, there's some really good animal movies like Jungle Book. We're talking. About. I mean, I kind of like it as as um. I I, I kind of like it when there's animals. Um, I I do. I think that was a cool artist art, artistic, artistic. I mean, I guess, but I feel like it was a little too. I feel like this plot was. This rewatching it again. It's not as bad. It's not as like. It's not as bad as I remember it being. I never thought. I never thought it was bad. I just thought it was kind of weaker. I still do think it's weak, but it was a little bit better. 
And it was just what the it was just what the creators thought was best. It says, "Why did Disney use animals in Robin Hood?" We decided to do what we do best: use animals for characters. So it's just a thing that this it was they did it just because it was the thing that Disney does. That's what Disney does: is they replace the characters with animals. That's what they do best and work best with. So, because they were like, "Oh, Robin Hood obviously has to be a fox," so it was just it was just a cool artistic choice that they did just to set themselves apart. And definitely, if you think about Robin Hood. And you say Disney's Robin Hood, you're definitely not going to think of any other version of Robin Hood. But the Fox it, one. And yeah. get it confused because of the artistic choice to make all of the characters animals. Because this is the only uh, Robin Hood project that did that. That actually made the characters animals instead of humans. So you're not going to get it confused with any other version of Robin Hood. Yeah, I get that. But, I, will, but I mean... I still would prefer the humans, but I guess that's just how it is. And it's a class, and it's you know it tells the story of Robin Hood. This story is you know Robin Hood, uh, he's trying to win the hand of Maid Marian, and there's a shooting competition that Robin Hood has to be in disguise. Prince John, who is the fake prince that nobody likes, kind of like Joe Biden. If you think about it, Uh, ah, I'm not gonna cut that out. Okay, Um, so, and then you have um, the like. Okay, so it's it's a classic Robin Hood story, and I like the story of Robin Hood. So, I think it's fine. Like the I like the yeah. Actually, that's a lie. Well, it's kind of half and half. I said that this is the only one that has all the characters as animals, but there is the Tom and Jerry Robin Hood story. That was good. I liked that. I think that one's better. Than, I like the, you that. You think one the Tom and Jerry one is better than this one? Yes, definitely. Because that one has a human Robin Hood in it. Oh, uh, okay. And I thought that was very well crafted to put Tom and Jerry in a. In the in the day, and also I have actually I unlike this one I have childhood I have a I have a I have a bias towards that one because we used to watch that a lot when we were when we were younger the Tom and Jerry Robin Hood movie. All right, so this oh so this was 2012 that this Tom and Jerry movie came out. So it was um yeah so this is uh yeah the this is definitely I remember we had this on DVD so we would watch this a lot. I think we still do. We just don't really watch it much anymore. Once upon a time, All right, here we go. The rich stole from the poor. I love money! And no fair maiden was safe. <laughs> Add made Marion to that list. One outlaw fought back. Protecting Sherwood Forest with his merry men and merry mouse. It's the all-new movie, Tom and Jerry, Robin Hood and his <laughs> merry mouse. Join Tom and Jerry on this epic adventure. Yeah. Oh, huh. Oh, I remember this. For your brave service. And turkey legs. So hang on for one furry adventure. A cat to catch a mouse. Genius. And a barrel of laughs. I remember that. You don't remember that part? Special features. Yeah, now I'd say that was a job well done. Look for Tom and Jerry, Robin Hood, and his merry mouse on TV. Oh yeah, so it was. Straight I, don't remember, I just don't remember Tom and Jerry laugh, Tom laughing in that. You, you don't remember that part? No, I don't remember that. That's why. What? I, that's why I was confused. I totally one. remember that part. I don't remember that. Anyway, part. um. Anyway, the actual Robin Hood. Well, no, not the actual. The Disney Robin Hood. How dare I? How dare I say the actual one? Um, the one with Disney and he's a fox. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like. But also, this is another movie that has the Phil Harris. This is the last in the Phil Harris kick. I guess Phil Harris got tired of working with Disney after this. Yeah, he's like, stop. Calling me for roles, I'm done. Yeah, or well, either that, or he just got too busy. I think I think he just decided to stop. 
But I also I feel like Prince John is a little bit also Prince John I find annoying. What? He's like one of the best characters in this movie. Yeah, he's, I mean, I, I think Little John's better. Well, I mean, you're not su- you're not supposed to like Prince John. No, I'm not, I'm not that I don't like him. I just find him annoying. I mean, he's okay. It's just, it's just he gets gets on my nerves a little bit. You know what I mean? And also, this is the movie where I feel I know there's a much I know a bunch of other Disney films do this too, but I feel like this is the Disney movie with the most repeated animation. Because if you don't know, a lot of times yeah. in Disney films they'll go they'll animate something and like for example. In Sword and Stone, for example, in like Fort Sword and Stone, like they have um, two dogs jump on Arthur and start licking him, and then in Jungle Book, they repeat that animation with two wolves jumping on Mowgli and licking him, and that that's the thing that Disney would do, and they said that they would do that because it would save time and money, and so they would, they, they would go back to some of their older films, like only if it would make sense. If it makes sense within the scene they were animating. They would go back to some of their older movies and trace over that and repeat that animation. So, like for example, um, in this scene, in like that one scene where they're all like having a party, like like we mentioned last episode, Little John and the uh, it's in the um, the phony King of England uh, song part. Yeah, because Little John is basically blue, which is brown and wearing clothes. Yeah, that, they repeated a lot of blues animations from the Jungle Book, which you can point out if you watch them back to back. You can notice it's a lot of repeated animations. A lot, a lot of yeah. dance animations from Snow White are repeated with Maid Mary and some of the other ones. And then some of the dances, in the dance between um, Duchess and Thomas O'Malley and Aristocats is repeated with Marion and Robin Hood. Yeah. I know. So there's a bunch of repeated animations. Like we said, they would do that because they wanted to save time and money because it was just easier. Yeah. And I noticed that you can't find a Robin Hood playlist because there isn't one and you can't interrupt theme music now. Robin Hood. It's not, it's just not searching. It's not working here. Hold on. Um, sure. Yeah, so it's the phony King of England scene. That scene is definitely, you can tell that there's a lot of repeated animation in that scene. Um, I don't know if there's any other points, but I think that, I think the characters are fine. I like the story. Yeah. The story is solid. Um, I think the characters are well done. They're good. They're all di- unique and different enough. Here we go. Robin Hood. Here we go. Oh, man. Well, at least I'm not talking now. All right. Robin Hood and, let's see, phony King of England. This is probably the most popular song. Doesn't oh wait this is a playlist, okay. Sounds what is this? Walt Disney Records, Robin Hood, okay. Phony King of England. Where is that? Here it is. Where is that? Yeah, this is where it has the most people animation. I do like this song. Yeah, it's a good one. King a thousand years from now. And not because he passed some laws or had that lofty proud. While Bonnie Good King Richard leads the great crusades on, we'll all have to slave away for that good for nothing, John. Incredible as he is inept, whenever the history books are kept, they'll call him the phony king of England. Apart from the phony king of England. <laughs> And again, you know, I same thing with aristocrats, cats. cats. Um, I, I do like the music here. You know, kind of the folk, um, kind of country, country folk aspect that sounds it has like, here. Sounds like it sounds almost like Splash Mountain a little bit. Yeah, like that's just, a, just that kind of southern folk. Um, I don't know which one. Um, folk area, folk dancing, ability. Yeah, yeah like just that folk dancing kind of music style that they added to this movie is is clever and it fits and I um 
I find it was a very nice choice and a, and a nice touch to this um, edition of Robin Hood. And it makes sense. And it's, and, you know, it's fun, and there's a lot of catchy songs in there. So, um, uh, for Robin Hood, I'd say the story is, is fine because, or the story is good. It's solid. It's a Robin Hood story. I enjoy yeah. the Robin Hood story. Um, I like it. And the characters are good. I like the characters. I don't find too many characters to be they're, irritating. They're really stand out. Well, none of them are really stand out characters either. No, I like, I mean, like, Prince John is a standout in my opinion, um, uh, Robin Hood is is obviously the main character, so he's kind of. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a, okay. I mean, he's the title character, so he's the yeah. standout. I like um, Prince, uh, Prince John. I like Little John. I like Little John the best. And I then, like uh, the best. what's the the snake's name? Is fu- his Sergeant His? He looks like Cosme. I don't. I don't think he is. Mm. Um, so he was he was fun. Um, the Friar Tuck is it's fine. Um, the Sheriff of Nottingham, he's fun. He's fine. Um, I enjoy the characters. None of them irritate me. Uh, there's not, there's not, like uh, an aristocrat's cats, or uh, or like any of these other ones. There's, there's, there's a few Disney movies. There'll be that like one character that just gets on my nerves so much. I'm like, stop, just, just stop talking. You're so annoying. Uh, but here, all the characters are relatively enjoyable. I enjoy them. They're fine. Uh, the story is good. Uh, the music is good, and there's some nice catchy songs in there, like the Phony King of England. Um, so yeah. overall, I'd, I'd say I really enjoy Robin Hood. I can... Yeah, uh, I do enjoy it. I'd say... And although I don't, I don't, don't love it, I think... I don't, I don't love it. It is, it, is enjoy, it is very watchable and enjoyable. It's just not one that I would revisit all that much. Yeah, it's, it's just a nice, fun kind of Disney movie that's like, oh, yeah, that was fun. It's a, it's a nice time. It's entertaining. Um, it's just fun. And there's some cool sequences in there, like with um, the... The... Um, the... the 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 archery scene, um, the archery scene was good, and then where Robin Hood gets discovered and that whole fight and stuff and um, there's fun sequences in there too, um, it's just a nice fun enjoyable time, um, so I really enjoy it, I I find entertainment value out of it, I I enjoy it, it's it's definitely one that I think I'd say it's better than Aristocats, yeah. um, so I'd probably give this one I guess, well. Not to jump to, but yeah, in conclusion, I do really enjoy Robin Hood. Um, I find it very enjoyable. So, uh, to, if I had to rate this movie, I'd probably give it about an 8.7 out of 10. 8. I'd probably 7. give it a, probably just give it a 7 out of 10, I guess. Well. 6.5. I mean, yeah, it's definitely, nah, seven. It's, it's definitely a classic in my mind, quote unquote classic. In my mind, um, yeah, I find enjoyment out of it. I really think it's great. Um, it's a nice, it's just a nice fun time. So, yeah. Um, yes, so, Jake, go ahead and close us out. So, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to go watch Eli at Hollingsworth Enterprises. Watch me at JBH Studios. Watch both of us at Minecraft Madness, Hollingsworth Gaming, and the Movie Majors YouTube channel. Be sure to go also check out our Instagram. You don't, don't use that anymore. Be sure to also check out the X-Files podcast that I have with Eli Spencer. Be sure to keep listening to this podcast. And keep your eyes open on the Hollingsworth Gaming channel for our Justice League, pitch video, Justice League game pitch video that should be coming relatively soon. And, and you'll, you'll hear us real soon. soon.